right, absolutely. And um, it's funny that you that you mentioned, like you know, talking about like you know, adapting the environment. Um, one thing that we even talked about, you know, like when we first uh first spoke was about like how, you know, athletes like even like in training environments, they're always training pretty much in the sagittal plane. Right. Yeah. They were always in the sagittal plane. Sometimes you said, like, you know, not verbatim, but you said, but paraphrasing, you said, sometimes in the frontal plane, they're okay in the frontal plane, but we suck in the transverse plane. Um, yeah. <laughs> or, yeah, yeah. Or like lack of, completely lack of, more like. <laughs> All right, absolutely. So what is, um, I guess what I'm trying to ask is, um, how, like, what are some concepts that coaches can start to, you know, understand as, as far as getting into the transverse plane? Because like we said, we're always getting into some squats and things like that, but how can they start to start actually training in, in three dimensions or a triplanar? Yeah. Um, so one, one of the most important things in the weight room, um, and, and this is where it, it could get controversial because strength and conditioning is often associated with the use of the barbell, is, is I, mm-hmm. I ditch the bilateral, I ditch the, a lot of bar, barbell exercises, and I put people in 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 either a staggered stance or a half kneeling stance. Um, now there's a lot, there's a lot more to it, but once you do those positions, whether you do a shoulder press or a row, um, you can do your pull downs that way. And as far as bench, you can, um, you can always do alternating or unit or a single arm and we can tweak different positions on a bench to kind of make that, uh, try somewhat triplanar, but, but, but anyway, by, by alternating stance positions, you're already slightly dabbling into the triplanar world, which is good at least. Um, Mm -hmm. it's better than, you know, ignoring it completely, which bilateral tends to kind of do. Um, Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, we have other little things we can tweak. Um, now, Transverse, we talk about rotation. So, okay, we, we got to explore movements that rotate. Well, chops are great because rotation is what? Obliques, you know, our bigger, your biggest obliques. So chops are great. Well, let's explore chops in these sort of staggered stance and whatnot. Um, uh, anti-rotational stuff or paloff press i hate the name paloff press no offense i just call it anti-rotation <laughs> there's different <laughs> things we can kind of even explore there i would take the bilateral out and again put them in these kind of unilateral stance so as long as you can get that glute and adductor working that's already putting our body in preparation for transverse right you know because you know their muscles that are going to shift it the other way um ultimately or pull it one way or shift it back you know so um what did I say? I've said chops. Um, I said anti-rotation. A lot of med ball stuff uh, we can exploit uh, with rotation. Um, as long as again you're you're, you're utilizing stance uh, or 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 moving about the transverse plane. Even there's there's different med ball variations I do where they're mm-hmm. slamming against the wall, but they're going to have some kind of movement sequence to, to before the slam, whether it's a, a drop step. You know, let's say they slam, drop, step, slam to the wall, or I don't know, different, you know, different things. I'm that's I mess with a lot of different med ball stuff to get them at least exploring this sort of rotational transverse movement. Um, mm-hmm. 
and then rows, like your rows, like ditch the bilateral row completely and focus a lot, to, a lot of single arm rows. Like get that thorax rotating back one side and get it rotating back the other side. These are powerful things. Um, and if you think about it, you know, this is what we ultimately want when we're running too, is a little bit of thorax movement. Relative, obviously, uh, but it's what you'll ultimately see uh, when you assess movement. So if we can... Um, um, manipulate those muscles, you know, uh, get those rhomboids and, and lower traps, power, important, important muscles that are often neglected, lower traps, functioning unilaterally. Uh, these are really powerful things. Ro uh, transverse muscles, you know. Um, um, and one thing, I one thing really important I mentioned to you last time we spoke was about glutes and, and, and we often associate glutes with extension, bilateral extension, and that's great. But I believe glutes also function um, for running, sprinting, walking. Uh, yeah, that's going to be transverse because they're pushing your hip to the next phase, uh, more mm -hmm. so than extension. And you're walking a hell of a lot more than you're extending so or running uh, a hell of a lot more than extending. So therefore, glutes mm -hmm. are actually doing a lot more work in this transverse than we think, where we often just think of them extension. They are extension too, but muscles in, in general are, are going to be biplanar, if not triplanar functioning. And we just have to think about where their use is coming from a lot. And those glutes need to be working transverse of pushing the hip from one to, to the next. So again, how can we exploit that? How can we you know, make, make sure, well, as long as you're utilizing those, those staggered stance or 90-90 stance and, and different things like that, you're at least kind of preparing the body for that, um, of getting them to feel one glute and an adductor and then getting them to feel the other glute and the adductor. That's gait. That's, that's what they have to be prepared for. Um, a lot more important than bilaterally functioning because oftentimes they won't have the coordination uh, or one is already not functioning as well as the other, which we already know is pretty much a guarantee. Um, nobody, right. nobody jumps off as well as one foot or the other, and the ones that do tend to be very, very elite athletes. <laughs> right. I think James Harden might be one of them, but I, even then, I don't think he says he jumps as well as he does off both feet. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually heard I heard a story that Kobe Bryant. Uh, it was about Kobe Bryant. And I don't even know how accurate it would be, but basically he trained himself to be able to, to jump equally off his left and his right. So, you know, there's people, I think it was Gilbert Arenas. So I don't know how accurate his, you know, his story would be, but he said that Kobe Bryant would train, you know, both legs equally. So he would, he, even though he didn't jump quote unquote high, which I think is kind of crazy, but to me, he jumps high. He has a high vert, but mm. he would jump just as high off his right. As he jumped off his left, like there was no, he said, he's basically there's yeah. no imbalance in this man. Now that's the thing, though, is that how is he? How are they measuring that? Because right. um, I often these. Uh, have you seen those little that uh, little uh, little plastic mat which measures your your vert jump? People do like the four jump stuff on it. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, so are you talking about a, a just jump mat? Are you talking about? Yeah, that? yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so on that. Yeah. Right. I, I, I've been measuring some of my athletes and even myself of how, how well am I doing on a single leg jump? And mm -hmm. I'm actually measuring pretty even there myself. Uh, but that don't, that's the thing is like what I started to learn is like we, we can't always confuse power with explosion. Um, right. There's sometimes different things. And, and, and 
explosion is usually a little bit more functional because power requires max recruitment and explosion. Mm -hmm. We want to talk totally like in the setting. Um, and mm -hmm. so when I'm talking explosion, I'm talking driving down the lane and jumping off my right and dunking with my left <laughs> and being right. able to do that as well on the other side versus <laughs> jumping right. with on a straight vertical test or whatever. Uh, now, again, I don't know how Kobe measured it, but these are something I c you have to consider where if you do a more of a standard, you might actually see more equal results. And that's good, especially if you've trained that way, um, where I've trained my athletes. And, and, and yeah, I was one of my good athletes. Uh, yeah, he got pretty equal, but he himself would say, but there's no way I'm going to dunk off my right foot. Um, mm -hmm. And the funny thing is, actually, he was scoring higher on the, off, the, off the jump mat off his right than he was his left. Um, right. he's a left left leg jumper. So it just it shows you that you you, you can't always uh, uh, um, explosion is sometimes something different, and that's something we even learn in PR. I don't know if you got to that in the Mayo King course, but you you learn how that uh, the what they call the left AIC pattern, which mm -hmm. even though it says left AIC, it it favors the right shift. It talks about mm -hmm. how that left hip is actually very tight, overly used, um, dominant. There you go, glute working in transverse plane to push the mm -hmm. hip to the right side. And there we go, we have a right-sided glute that's not as good. Mm, that sounds like 90% of right-handed basketball players. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, I mean, there you go. Um, that kind of... Yeah, it, that's funny because, like you said, like, I, I'm right-handed, you know, as you say that. And even that, like, they talk about that um, so much. Uh, like you said, the right glute is weaker just because it's in a more, you know, an elongated position of the muscle link tension. Um, it's not going to favor the right glute versus the left one is going to be, like you say, it's going to be a little bit shorter uh, just because that, that left hip is going to be rotated. Um, so like the right leg basically is uh, internally, internally rotated and the left leg, um, or excuse me, the right, the right hip is going to be internally rotated. And so like, yeah, the, the adductors are going to be a lot more tight than the right glute. And, um, mm -hmm. That was something that like, once I learned that, then I started kind of thinking like, hmm, like my typical day, you know, I'll stand a lot on my right leg and I won't even realize it. Mm -hmm. Like even when I'm just standing in line just to get groceries, like I'm standing on my right leg and I have to consciously tell myself, okay, I got to get off this leg. Yeah. Uh, but it's even funny things like they, they were talking about in that course. And, and you mentioned it too, that, you know, right-handed basketball players, they're going to have that, that, that imbalance a lot. Like you said, 99%. And, um, yeah, it's even just like starting to learn more about it. Like now the conversation starting to make more sense. Yeah, because it, it things start to click, you know. I mean, you know, you, you, you have to just sort of process it. <laughs> and and yeah. then later on, you'll notice something with yourself. Like, oh, man, that's something I do habitually. Um, and but that's the thing. Like I'm talking about this right side dominance, but even the lefties, well, because of the way the body functions in this crisscross pattern, it makes sense for a lefty to actually also use their right leg um, mm -hmm. because that's, that's natural. It's just, it's more, it's more, it, it gets, and this is where PRI can get very confusing and you have to just sort of really let it, you know, sit with you, dwell. The lefty righty kind of thing will, will, will pickle your brain, but eventually it, it all makes sense regardless. Um, there's just so many, I don't know if you want to call it algorithm or whatever. There's so many possibilities <laughs> that eventually some are just going to check off. 
and then you're like, ah, there mm-hmm. it is. That's the PRI pattern. It's just they might mm-hmm. not all check off, and then your immediate ones might not, but that's where you have to get into the deeper levels. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it does get confusing with the lefty-righty, but no matter what, people just tend to be shifted um, always because of this powerful diaphragm system. Um, mm-hmm. And 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 we just we're just not a or we're not symmetrically asymmetrical at least you know uh, mm-hmm. we're, we're 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 asymmetrical uh, we're not as good with both hands we're not as good with both feet and and uh, so again whether you are a PRI guru or somebody that's just taken a few basic courses and knows this um, your your influence as a trainer or a strength coach is very powerful because you know how you program now is going to be really uh important uh you can make good decisions and 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 inf- and put make create good strategies to help this person overcome uh these these difficulties that lie ahead of them that you already know lie ahead of them um and and what what pri argues is that uh, most of our dysfunctions stem from these sort of asymmetrical imbalances uh, a lot of ev- everything from your scoliosis to this pain that pain you know, um, uh, shoulder impingements, all that. I mean, and the funny thing is, it, it, it really is true. It's like, you know, you see these people going, getting their scraping done for their impingements and they're b- getting absolutely bruised around their <laughs> traps and pegs with their, well, by, by these professionals. And, and that's hardly the problem at all. It's actually a rib cage that's completely off the line because their, their breathing system is totally jacked up. Um, and yet just releasing those muscles is not going to do anything. So, uh, and, and, and it's not to say that the PRI is the magic juice at the end of the day, you have to come up with your own ex- strategies. You do have to come up with ways to keep this person in this state. Uh, PR exercises are, are, are tools, but they're, they're it, it's you, it's you as a professional that has to ultimately keep this person at bay. So it's not that the PRI is the, the 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 ultimate way to healing it's more like i said the ultimate blueprint that is yours to use however you want um that's really powerful right no doubt and like it's like you said it's it's how you use it. it's just like another tool in the toolbox like even if yeah. no matter what level it's just having like you said education just having the education and the knowledge um it gets you it gets you something right it gets you somewhere and at the very least even if you don't necessarily take all of it at the very least, like it's something that you know, part of it you can take at least have the knowledge of. Okay, well, this is what's going on in the human body. Um, even when you talked about earlier, is like even understanding, you know, injuries. Um, that's gonna, you know, change things dramatically for you as you mm-hmm. program it, and um, you know how you train your athletes. So, um, one quick question I actually did want to ask. Obviously, like you know, tradition, especially strength and conditioning, it's huge. You know, a lot of like even like you said, like it's like a stigma as far as being under the barbell. So. Mm-hmm. Have you ever gotten any, I guess, has anybody ever, like, hated on you as far as, or even, like, just kind of ridiculed you for using PRI, or maybe they were kind of just like, hey, man, like, this is, this isn't, this ain't it. Like, um, no one in the strength it? world except for, so, like, I brought up the name in the past, Judy Sito, the former PT for the Lakers. She's currently mm-hmm. director of sports performance for the Lakers. Um mm-hmm. And as she came in, she's hired, you know, specialist, you know, to kind of clean up the program. Um, she knew me from before, and I kind of was pricking her brain before. And I heard it. Since, so since she left us, she actually worked with the Dodgers, and they're all about PRI. So when I heard she was coming back, I was like, oh, this is great. 
Um, mm-hmm. And then I heard she also did a PRI course through a friend. Uh, I heard she was in one. So I, when she was coming in, I was even like, oh, yeah, we're going to hit it off. You know, she's going <laughs> to love me and how far I progress. Um, and she was skeptical. She was like, oh, and first thing she said, I, and I already knew she's like this. She, she, she just the way, you know, she'll respond often if she doesn't like something. She's like, you know, those results don't tend to last, you know, and blah, blah, blah. And, and my thing is like, and this is the thing about PRI. Yes, there are these range of motion tricks, we'll call them tricks even, that you can pull. You know, someone mm-hmm. has a hip, obviously hip locked, it's not moving, or an arm, the arm internal rotation is a classic one. Oh, it's not moving. Okay. You do like five deep breaths of a PR exercise, and oh, look, there you go, his, his leg drops down now. Oh, look, there you go, his arm drops down now. And, and at the time, for a, a, a practitioner learning something new or a client it's like magic like whoa what'd you do blah and and the thing is like and and yeah but it's true that could actually go right back as soon as you put them into a state which their body does not like it's just you happen Mm -hmm. to put them in their state body into a state they liked their tension dropped down and their 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 movement got to a more mutual state that's that's more of the upsell of PRI, but that is not what PRI is about, and that is not what it it should be um, taken for. As oh, I'm gonna do this trick on you, and boom, there you go, your leg moves yeah, like down. a party cool. trick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, now you're good. Go ahead, go go do your thing. Uh, yeah, we can use that, but again, we utilize strategies. We we're we're, we're all about just the blueprint, and we're just all about utilizing strategies. Now, if you want to go do this, that's great. Um, but she, that's what she took it for, is that, oh, you know, those don't last. And I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> it doesn't matter because I, I know that the body's asymmetrical and I get to program around these asymmetries. I get to value the fact that he doesn't have a left side diaphragm functioning as well. And his left stance is not as good as his right. So therefore, I will utilize chop variations and such that integrate his stance and will get him to rotate fully over to his ref, left side, really getting him fully aware of his left hemisphere more so than these party trick basic moves that you know might work right there and then. Um, mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, you yeah, can, it's, your, it's your world so is your oyster. It's more so like, yeah, you took the concepts and not necessarily just the exercises, yeah. like the party tricks, quote unquote. Like you learned, you got a lot more value out of you know the things that they taught you in, in the principles versus just like all right here's here's like a, a sheet of, of exercise yeah so on ins and and so she was really the only one person which was kind of like you know the, the air going out the balloon um because i thought <laughs> i was like oh i thought i'd be you know i thought this was my ticket to getting getting her to really respecting me when and she completely mm-hmm. shut it down that's okay whatever she doesn't really bug my world anyway so um mm-hmm. um uh, and what's cool is one of the new Laker uh, system strength coaches does some PRI and, and we totally like, you know, hit it off and, you know, geek out right. some stuff. So that's, you right. know, and that's, that's the good stuff, you know? Um, but you know, you see it on Instagram because uh, the, 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 the PRI doesn't have a big uh, social media content, but the leader is this guy called Bod Mechanic. Uh, mm-hmm. He's a really great neuro minded guy who's done some PRI, but he, uh, he'd also done a bunch of other things and, and, and is completely has it on point with the neuro. So he does a lot of these neuro tricks. 
Uh, and because he has such a big following, he's often getting attacked by different PTs, Kairos. And, and I sometimes jump in and defend him in the comments because I'm like, you guys just don't even know what you're talking about. It's like, <laughs> this is a showcase, but we're, we're, we're not like trying to exactly we're using this Instagram to show you what we're capable, what the body is capable of. Not that what right. we are, what we're not, what we are, excuse me, not what we are capable of, but what the body is capable of doing um, and how we can now strategize around that so um yeah you see you see some backlash but uh yeah it's not even that, that here's the thing it's not even that we're against the barbell or i i i think we're overusing the barbell which is why i'm against the barbell but it's not even that pri is against the barbell in fact you can use it to your advantage for barbell training uh and that's something i do in my training especially with the deadlifts is that most of the time with my advanced athletes, especially, you know, again, the ones who get it, the ones who know how to do it, um, if we're going to a heavy, heavy deadlift, I'm going to have them do a PRI repositioning exercise before they go into deadlift, just because I know there's a chance they've been shifted slightly here and there through just walking badly or this exercise. They might have not liked the plyos or whatever. So if they're going to mm-hmm. go into this bilateral thing, let's get a, you a little more mutual, uh, whether it's tri- complete triplanar or a little bit more just a, uh, sagittally dominant, which is the 90-90 move that you might have seen in, in the first level, um, mm-hmm. even though it's still triplanar to, to an effect. Um, you know, you put them in through something, and then they end up having a really good deadlift. Um, again, the body responds well when you take it out of a stream. So, you know, we, you can utilize this for a barbell exercise to get the body in a more mutual state before trying to make it go back bilaterally. And I actually see good results with that. So um, it, it can be used for powerlifting, most definitely, if that's, if that's what floats your boat. Um, it is, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's for you, your advantage to use. Not that you know, we can't do bilateral. There's, a, there's actually a, a, one of the PRI pushers out there, um, who, Dr. Pat Davidson, who, who teaches up in, around Boston. He's a great guy, resource to look up. Um, you know, he loves his big weights. He loves squats, deadlifts, but he, he definitely does the PRI work in between. So um, it's, it's, whatever, whatever, it's whatever you want, really. Uh, it's, like I said, it's the blueprint. That's what makes it magical. <laughs> <laughs> All right, absolutely. And, and uh, is that Ed Street? That's uh, the assistant up there that you're talking about? Ed Street is – no, Ed Street. <laughs> Ed Street is from Chicago. He came for Chicago Bulls. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, uh, Chatton Hill. He came from Memphis. Uh, oh, yeah, Chatton Hill. Yeah, he's he okay. he does some PRI, and we've known each other from the locker rooms uh, when I was a ball boy. Um, uh, although he he claims to not really be a big PRI guy, but I I know he knows his stuff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, no, Ed Ed's Ed's uh, like Ed's, but it's cool. You know, he he does. Um, he does stuff with barbells and such. So, you know, he, like I said, he did, did, likes to do something different, but he, he knows how to, you know, put people in urinal stances and whatnot. Uh, more strength-minded guy and whatnot. Absolutely. So, yeah. um, so not to take up too much more of your time, just a couple no, more man, questions. It's all I good. <laughs> I know you got, you know, some time off, and I want you to enjoy that because once the season starts, it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy, man. <laughs> nah, man. No, like I said, I enjoy. It. I love talking about what I love. What I love. So it's all good. Yeah. Fire up! Fire up away.
All right. So what is a what's a day in your life like? Like uh, obviously, like uh, once the season's going, uh, what are what are off days kind of like when you don't or non game days, and then uh, like when you maybe have practice stuff like that, and then uh, maybe even game days. What are those days like? Uh, let's start with what a typical day. Mm-hmm. Or what? Okay. Um, well, like we said, I'm an equipment manager as well. Um, and um, to be fun, to be honest, it's it's, it's a role that initially I dreaded because it's like uh, I want to be done with this. You know, I was a ball boy for mm-hmm. five seasons, and I just want to be done with doing that stuff. But these days, with with over this off season, with a majority of our basketball operations staff getting fired or leaving, I saw a great value in what I did for the okay. Bay Lakers because at the end of the day, they need an equipment manager full-time regardless of strength. Uh, so I've, I've come to embrace that position. But I'm also, you know, it's something that after, what, nine years now, nine going into nine season, I'm, I'm pretty good at what I do. So I, I get in early to handle, you know, whatever duties um, – you know, make sure laundry is taken care of, towels are, are nicely organized and folded because, unfortunately, we have to, we, we meaning myself and the Laker equipment staff, have to fold towels to make sure they're <laughs> stacked up. Um, <laughs> um, you, know, play, uh, you know, we'll open treatment time two hours before practice. Uh, during season, while we're at home, I actually don't, do a lot of treatment at home usually there's always somebody that wants to lift and so we'll end up, i'll end up just being in the weight room i do majority of my manual therapy treatments on the road um or now i do while while we're kind of in training camp and there's not a lot going on because players you will usually just want something afterwards um but during you know once we're in season usually there's always someone keeping me in the weight room um so i'm in there i do my thing uh you know, then we're starting up for practice and becomes my warm up time. I do that, I get that over with. Um, I always do the warm up with them, I go through it with them from start to finish. I'm not one of those that DLs what to do. I, I get in with the players, so it always gives me a nice little 10 minute sweat. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'll sometimes watch practice or sometimes I'll handle more equipment stuff. It really does keep me on my toes. Um, that is the full-time job. So, you know, on a, on a light day, uh, if, if it's competition, I'll tend to watch more practice because, you know, I like to watch the guys in competition. But if they're just going through offenses and it's more of a strategy day, I'll, I'll, I'll look for different things to do in my equipment room. Um, right. You know, post-practice, usually, like I said, sometimes treatment. And then, unfortunately, more equipment stuff cleaning. The cleanup time is when I have to restock fridges and just round up all towels and make sure that all that dirty laundry is round up, ready to be washed, which I usually wash the next day. I don't, wash, I don't have to stay and wash it. I have different sets I alternate, so I don't, I don't have to stay too long. But usually, the, what, 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 the length you stay determines always how long the players linger. And that is completely hit and miss because they could have a good practice and they'll get the hell out or they could have a good practice and they'll just stay and joke around and, and, and you know, whatever. Um, usually after bad practices or sometimes they just tend to get out. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, it's just, it just depends on the players and their, their moods and, and, and whatnot. And, and if they're all once they're all out, I can leave, you know, so. Uh, and 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 uh, again, some of the cleanup duties depend on me waiting for the players to leave before I can start cleaning up. So, 
you know, um, my day could be from nine to four or from like 10, 11 to like six. So it's not that long. Um, uh, often doing all three jobs of equipment, strength and manual therapy, but sometimes just the two, uh, and like I said, the equipment, even though I mentioned a lot, it, it's more to clean up, if anything, and the daily maintenance. Yeah. Uh, it's, not as, it's not as busy, so I wouldn't want to scare anybody. Because these days, if you want to be a strength coach in the G League, that's kind of how what you have to do. You'll probably have to do an equipment job uh, as well. But it's, it's not bad. I mean, it's a great way to also be involved with the players. And, and you take great pride. You end up getting to take great pride in the team. And, and you care a lot for them. They really do. Right, so that's it's so like, that's a typical day. Uh, and if you okay, so if you go, oh, did you have anything to add to that? No, I was gonna say it's just like like you said, like it's just uh like getting getting in, like you're gonna have to wear many hats. You're not just gonna come yeah. in and just you know just be the strength coach or yeah. Or I mean, after, trust me, athletic trainers don't have any easier. They have ton to do, ton of administrative work, and and it's just stuff that I wouldn't want to do. Anytime someone right. gets hurt, they have to make phone calls to doctors, set up appointments. I mean, you are literally middle manning so much. Um, so I actually, that's like I said, again, I embrace my equipment job because it's not as hard as athletic trainers, to be honest, in my opinion, because I'm not an office person. <laughs> um, I'm more hands-on. So then game days, you know, uh, they'll, they'll get out after shoot around pretty early. Um, I, I clean up and then so I get my good lift in. You know, I make sure I get a good lift on game days. Um, go get your Starbucks down the street and then come on back. And then um, once we start, you know, setting up for game, I have I have helpers. I have you know ball boys then, well, boy boys and a one and a girl, some ball girls. Uh, to you know, I <laughs> come full circle now. They're working for me. Um, <laughs> and yeah, they help me on game days, um, so that's great. And I usually, the way Kobe Carl, our head coach, is absolutely phenomenal to work for. The way he has it set up, he's actually has mandatory um, activation sessions for every player before the game, and everybody complied. Uh, just about everybody did this past season. So um, again, no treatment or stretches before a game. I I would just be stuck in the weight room, and I would get my groups of two at a time. They do their 10 minutes warm up. Um, everybody did a great job, made me really proud. And then once they're all done, it was pretty much the last shooting group would be just finishing up, you know, or there'd be one more shooting group. And I'd pretty much have to just get changed and get ready, uh, you know, get out to the game. Uh, sometimes stretch a player before halftime, like I said, do a couple of PRI things. Um, which is cool when you get like a couple of people asking you about it, which is <laughs> sometimes I have had happen, like a referee or two. They're like, hey, what is that? And you're like, oh, stance integration. We're just activating his left side and all his left extremities. Uh, I mean, his weak extremities that he doesn't have. Um, and then, you know, sometimes a great conversation started with different strength coaches and whatnot. But, you know, I do that. And then, uh, then, then once it's game time, I kind of go back to being a water boy this time, I, I actually really do like to give my players water during timeouts and stuff because I, it helps me monitor how much they're drinking. And, and it's also good to be, a, you know, just, again, just I like being connected with the guys. Uh, I wouldn't want right. to sit there and just not do anything. It's just I, 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 
for for now in the G League, if I ever go to NBA, well, I wouldn't be like this because they have way too many professionals to do everything. But while we're in this close knit community, I I try to really be hands on with my guys and get, be be there for every step of the way. So you know, I'm giving them water. I don't, I you know, yeah, I let the ball boys do some of the stuff as well because there's ball boys uh, on the road too. But you know, I like to just always just kind of you know. Be there for the block players, monitor what they're drinking. I'm always encouraging them. Once the coach says these lines and they break the huddle, I say a few encouraging words, you know, feed off each other or, you know, play for each other. One more, not to stop and not to stop, you know, whatever. Just let me to pump the guys up because I believe in pushing them, pushing them, motivating them um, and just being them for them. So in game days are really exhausting because I get into it, you know, and the anxiety, you feel it. And you, you really, G League games are fast paced, high scoring. So you feel the anxiety. Um, <laughs> so then that's, you know, and then after, again, same thing. After the game, you pretty much got to wait till the last play is done. Sometimes good game, bad game, they're out. Good game, bad game, they're, you know, lingering around the showers uh, playing touch bug. I don't know. So it's like, it, it depends on how late uh, you get out. And then you obviously wait till the last play is done. And then you can leave because, you know, just gotta, that's just kind of how it is. Um, um, even though I have help, again, I have help to clean up. So I don't really, I don't really do much, but you just kind of just, you're just there and you wait till the last player is gone, then you leave. So then on off day, which is usually comes after a game day, um, typically in season, I'll try and spend it with the wife because um, we don't spend a lot of time with each other. And I know she doesn't like it when I'm on the road. She, she misses me. But let's just say if it's a good day, um, like I've said before, I'll, you'll definitely see me at Santa Monica Beach, original Muscle Beach. Um, that's always been a safe haven for me. Um, and... Uh, with where we live in L.A., you know, I, we're in South Bay of L.A. and Santa Monica Beach is pretty much more of north. It's almost a 45-minute drive, so it's not somewhere you can just go every day, uh, especially for me. Uh, so uh, I, I really savor going there and um, uh, when I do a few times. And uh, it's just an awesome environment, you know, whether you're there to just work out by yourself or whether you're there to just even talk to some people that you know. Um, just awesome place. So that's where you'll see me. Um, or even just the local beach where I'm at, just where there's no workout equipment, just to kind of just be on the sand. I, I really enjoy getting outdoors. Um, this goes on to some of the more neural stuff, even of taking the body into more parasympathetic states and, and finding environments again to manipulate. So I actually, you know, even on off days, I text all my athletes, even, not individually, I text in the group chat, but like, hey guys, get outside. This is part of recovery that you should be getting outside and absorbing the sun because it's going to help you recover. The sun has great healing benefits just as much as it does burning and harmful benefits. Um, it's just sure. we, 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 we've overstated and overfeared the, the burning because we don't, we're not smart about how we utilize the good parts. So, you know, getting moderate amounts, non-peak hours, and not actually sunbathing, but just getting outside and moving um, and wearing moderate amounts of sunblock depending on, you know, your time of day and whatnot. So, you know, doing all that is great for the body. And I, and I value that greatly these days um, from a recovery standpoint or even from a performance standpoint, it's better to work out outdoors. You're going to get more out of what you do. 
um, because your mitochondria and all your cells will be fully charged from the from the sunlight. So um, powerful stuff. Oh, wow. It's great stuff. Um, wow, so that's that's me on off day, man. I might be at home sometimes too. I'll never, 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 never be, never be afraid to just nap and sleep the day away too. You know, I feel like we <laughs> we don't sleep enough. So sometimes, hey, like today, I really just took a nap all day. Um, I've worked out a lot this week. You know, teams away, wife's away. Today, I was like, all right, I'm just gonna nap heavily today, and <laughs> and I've to, decided to do nothing today because you know, yes, sometimes you, the rest is good too. Right, no, no doubt. It's funny because um, this entire week I, I've been doing this new thing uh, where I wake up at um, or I wake up at three in the morning, just because oh, wow. I feel like yeah, it's, it's funny because it's uh, you know, Kobe Bryant was a, was a big one on this. It, it's it's they it started off as you know, kind of like a weird like oh, Kobe did it, but um, one thing I found was that I I got so much done, I get so much done waking up at at three in the morning because. You know, by the time, you know, like noon comes, like I've already done everything I wanted to do throughout the day. Mm. And because I don't have the distractions of, you know, like people texting me or me checking emails or or athletes right. or whatever, I, I can sit there and focus. Um, I've, been, I've been reading Deep Work by Cal Newport. So mm-hmm. um, focus has become a big thing of mine as far as like making sure I, yeah. I'm, I'm locked in 100 uh, percent mentally and, you know, I can get way more I can push my mental capacity you know you know basically to its limits and not have to worry about you know something distracting me so yeah waking up at three in the morning like yeah basically like I, I, I was really tired because you know I wasn't exactly going to bed when I should have been uh so like today was even just kind of like yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna do some stuff but I'm gonna sleep because <laughs> yeah. I, need, I need to recover we, we yeah don't we overtrain sometimes and sometimes we want results so fast when again Take your body out your streams, and we might actually recover and respond really well. <laughs> just, we don't want to do that. We're very driven. We're in a driven state. We're, we're really driven, and so, and that's the thing. What's actually now becoming talked about a lot more is shutting down and parasympathetic activities, and 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 and, and taking you know less phone usage, whatever it is. You know, it, it's all like kind of coming more to the forefront. Well, slowly but surely. Uh, being right. talked about more because uh, it is important but ultimately you know like get out in nature and and be more outdoors and 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 um uh enjoy enjoy what we have uh providing you live in an environment that has somewhat good weather <laughs> i mean i'm very lucky obviously i'm speaking from the luckiest place in the world um because we were ranked that la is probably ranked as one of the best uh, not air quality, but you know, best weather. Um, air quality is a different factor here, for sure. <laughs> uh, but you know, even if it, even you know, this, you know, I, I actually, this is funny. I took a movement class uh, with somebody the other day. Uh, again, one of this more aesthetic movements and 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 more graceful stuff and all that. And he had an outdoor class, and he it's by the beach, right by the beach. And I asked him, you know, oh, yeah, during the season, I don't know if I'll be able to come. And he's like, are you here year-round? He's like, oh, yeah, year-round, rain or shine, we're out here. And I said, really? He said, yeah, even it's like it's part of how I like to train. It's like no matter the environment, I want to get outside and like, absorb what, what I, what I, what, what's part of the environment. I don't like to desensitize from that. Now, I'm not the one to necessarily train in the rain, but it's just, it's just food for thought, you know um we, we we're right. so deconditioned we're so like about luxury and oh here's your gym and 
your concrete environment, but all that stuff might actually be jacking us up and making us really tense. Like, you know, (laughs) I don't want to offend anybody, but I know some of the most jacked up people are the people that go to the gyms all the time, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Right, Um, absolutely. uh, And and the biggest thing, the biggest thing I I was going to say, like, I've been learning recently is, um, you know, I've heard it from multiple people and especially like uh, Ramsey over at Kansas. It's just, you know, your, your, your happiness like that, Mm -hmm. that is, that's the most important thing, especially to recover. Cause if you're always sympathetic, you're always jacked up, you know, like, Mm -hmm. and that's one thing I kind of took too, is like me, I'm very, you know, competitive, obviously, like, I don't want to say this is a competitive uh, industry, but I'm just a competitive person and, you know, just driven. But sometimes I gotta take a step back, you know. Sometimes oh, I'm like, All right, look, I'm I'm gonna go outside. I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna enjoy this water. I'll just sit at the water. My girlfriend gets yeah, annoyed man. sometimes. I'll just sit there and stare at the water. Mm-hmm. It makes it makes me happy. So, yeah, so, man. Look, I'm gonna do these things to make me make me happy. Slight little plug. So if you ever get to advanced level PRI in the cervical mm-hmm. revolution course, man, is that a trapdoor opener that will take you into the the next level? I highly recommend that as the first advanced course. Not maybe not necessary because it's a little bit different difficult, but one of the second, not the second advanced course any PRI nut goes into. Um, you'll learn about driven and cervical mandibular stuff that will rock your world. Um, and boy, are we, are we, are we, are we a driven state in a driven (laughs) state? And, um, you'll see how that ties in with the sagittal plane and how much we're locked in that. It's really, really eye-opening stuff in a philosophical standpoint too. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm definitely going to jump into that. um, (laughs) One more question, man. Yeah, man. It's kind of like, it's like a, it's like a two-parter. Yeah, man. Um, what advice would you give yourself two years ago? And what is what is probably the most important thing you want someone to know who wants to be in your shoes? You know, two years is kind of hard to say because I kind of feel like it's too close. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I haven't. <laughs> Maybe that's not not saying much if I uh, haven't progressed enough in two years. Um, how about how about five? Five years, yeah. Um, I don't know. That's hard to say. Uh, Maybe may, maybe be be patient. Um, uh, again, you know, like being driven myself. You know, like I, I, I often want things before they're they're ready to happen. You know, I, I want right. things to happen. So, you know, being patient, being being patient and trusting the process, enjoying the process, enjoying the journey, uh, being present, uh, I think are huge. In fact, these days I'm actually trying to tell myself to be more present. So why don't we rephrase that and like whatever I'm telling myself nowadays, and I'm going to tell myself then. Uh, is try to be present. And sometimes when I'm working out, especially outdoors, if you know, I'll tell myself, hey, just stop for a second, enjoy this scenery, enjoy the sunlight, and mm-hmm. whether it's the beach horizon or even if I'm out here in my condo yard, let's enjoy how great it is just to be out here. Okay, cool. Back to the back to the show, back to the workout. Uh, mm-hmm. just, just to, just to kind of check my, check me and be present. So I would tell myself whether it's two or four years ago, five years ago, whatever, uh, as I'm telling myself now is, is try to be present, try to be present because once you're present, you'll start enjoying your process. You'll start enjoying yourself more. 
Um, don't be attached that. to outcome. Yeah, it's the worst thing being attached to outcome. Yeah, no, but yeah. no, without a doubt, I love the fact that you said that when you're present, you can appreciate the process. Like that, that's a quote. I gotta put that. I gotta put that somewhere. But it's yeah. like when you like the the biggest um or probably the the, the quote that I, that makes me think of is be where your feet are. And that's oh yeah. Always something that, yeah, that's always something I try to make sure, especially like getting in this this industry. Like that's you're constantly like, oh man, how can I prove this? How can I do that? taking your work home with you and uh you can't enjoy where you are and my and one thing I, i've actually learned um and you just like bring my you know listening is that you you getting that that next job or getting at this position or whatever getting this kind of salary I, it's not really gonna make you happy you know yeah. what's gonna make you happy is is appreciating what you have now because you know once you get everything else that's just gonna be like a supplement to it mm-hmm. um but what's really going to make you happy that's not superficial is going to be, like you said, being where your feet are and appreciating what, what you yeah. have. And then, um, like you said, now you're, if you're attached to the outcomes, you're never going to be learning to be patient because you're like, why isn't this happening? Why isn't this yeah, happening? Man. Yeah. And if I could add to that, it's like, I feel that way. It's like, like, yeah, I, I love what I do with a team, but it, it, it kind of stays strictly with the fact that I'm involved with the team and I have guys that want to learn. Because mm-hmm. um, the moment I'm like, I start getting, thinking about the organization and any of that, I start feeling anxiety of how job security and, you know, and all that. And, you know, you're here today, gone tomorrow and all that. Um, and so the, regardless even of what I do, it's, 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 it's building that connection with who you're trying to help and seeing the results of actually helping them. I think that is the most important thing that we do. Um, right now, I happen to do that with a collection of basketball ter- players and team, which I'm very blessed to do. But if not, I, I, I know that I, I will get great joy in just helping people, and that's what I need to focus on. Because that's what it's about. That's why we're learning all this stuff for. That's why we're pursuing the truths, like I said, you know, pursue the truth, the ultimate truth, no matter what. And, and is it, we're trying to find how we should move better, what we're doing wrong, what these truths are. And, and um, regardless of the population, you're, you know, connecting and helping someone is what we're doing this for. So, um, um, but yeah, man, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Yeah, what was Man, part B? Part B was uh, someone that wants to be in your position, like they want to be a, a G League strength coach. Yeah. What what advice would you would you give them? Would it be like one piece of advice, like hey, look, this is really important, or would it be kind of like you know maybe some some principles that guide them? Like what would you tell them if someone asked, hey, how can I be an NBA or a G League strength coach? Um. I would say two things is be willing to work with equipment <laughs> as we yeah, talked about yeah. uh, that you might have to kind of feel out and learn on the fly because, you know, there's no integration process for that. Um, but if you are mm-hmm. saying, Hey, I'm willing to do it. It might make you highlighted um, and be, be willing to work with athletic trainers. So that's obviously you'd be, you know, co-working with an athletic trainer Uh learn to learn speak their language and this is obviously you know if you're following PRI and stuff like that you you're on the page but yeah you know, mm-hmm. 
that's why it's important to know stuff like this, like PRI or, or any course, continuing education course, whether it's DNS that I've also mentioned or FRC that I've also mentioned, uh, PRI that we've talked about. Um, you know, all of that, if you're, if you're up to par or at least are, are, are familiar with corrective methods or, or, or how the body works, you know, that's important because, you know, it's just going to be you two, um, maybe another assistant athletic trainer, but that's about it. Both sports med staffs are about three tops for G League. Um, so the better you guys can work together, the better the system will be. Um, and obviously that's going to prepare you more for that NBA job too. Um, so, you know, yeah, learn, kind of like what we talked about today, learn, learn to be familiar with that body and injuries and learn to have some versatility um, because that's kind of like what they're going to need ultimately uh, from you. Um, but regardless, if you're not there yet, just enjoy the process. Enjoy who you're working with. Um, you know, enjoy where you're at. You know, if you're working with AAU players, love that process. You know, there's ins and outs of everything. And, 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 and you know, as blessed as I am, there's, there's plenty that worries me about what I do and, 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 and decisions that are made that are out of my control. Uh, it can get very frustrating to pros because of how the hierarchy is. And sometimes you as a professional that knows the science, knows the human body, often wants what's truly best for the athletes, yet you're not, you're not being considered and, and, and other decisions being made that isn't for the athlete's best, best interests. And that sucks, you know. That's when it gets frustrating. Um, that's when you're sometimes left questioning yourself too. So, you know, there's, there's always the ins and outs of both, both worlds or wherever or any world you're in. But that's going back to what we said is just enjoy the process. If you're, wherever you're working with right now, you know, just enjoy that as you pursue your G League path and, and market yourself by being able to work with athletic trainers and being able to do equipment uh, as much <laughs> as you can upsell to say that you do. Uh, just enjoy with who you are working with and connect with them and try to heal them, try to manipulate the environment to make them better. And that ultimately will transfer to the next level when you work with the next athlete. Everything's going to be trial and error regardless. So you're always learning. Um, trial and error is the greatest teacher ever so um, just always be learning right without a doubt it's, uh, it's like the, the quote like you said like enjoy where you're at is uh, bloom where you're planted mm -hmm. it's, it's make, making sure that you're doing the best you can with the, the population with wherever you have at the moment because if you don't you know if you don't take care of you know I'm gonna say like a car like you don't take care of a shitty car then you're not gonna take care of that that uh that Ferrari like you think you are yeah. like oh if I had a Ferrari I'd take care of it no nah, you gotta take care of this one first before you yeah. can even you know before you're prepared to take care of this one so yeah that's been I'm... one that I've that's one thing I've had to kind of start you know telling myself is that you know I gotta make sure like I said like I'm I'm enjoying the process of where I am and making the most out of what I where I what I'm at um right now yeah like food for so I mean I mean I'm knock on wood like I'm just not knock on wood I said this but. <laughs> I've often pondered, like, okay, if I get fired, like, what was I going to do? What would I do? And it's just like, I don't know. And there's different options. At least I'm qualified to do different things. But, you know, one thing that I, I, I wouldn't see as that unsatisfying, as something as satisfying, is just working in a local gym with local population and helping them. 
like my local community here, here, my close to home where I can connect with people close to me and, and, and help them because I truly enjoy helping people. And if I have that power, I want that access. And well, how do you get that access? Well, I need a gym, not necessarily be an independent trainer, but actually be at a gym where people are going there. I mean, that's something like mm-hmm. even again, if you, if you really enjoy what you do and enjoying, you know, working with the human body, which is part of what we're doing, unless you're, you know, even if you are into athletics, you know, there's so many kids that are looking for training these days. Um, mm-hmm. and, you know, you, 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 there are spots to, to, to have access. You know, just, just helping develop these people um, who need the help. Obviously, it's apparent the bodies are asymmetrical and they need the help. You know, we have such, you know, such an access. If we, if we have the access, we have such a powerful platform uh, with, with, with the knowledge uh, whether you work for a team or whatever or not, that's, 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 that's either luck or, 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 you know, whatever it's, 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 it's good for you. It's very good if you can get there, but even if not, you know, you know, we're still doing the same thing. We're still trying to achieve the same things. Um, and, uh, and actually the, regardless of athletes or desk jockey, we're still trying to achieve the same things. It's just, we're kind of, we might we might go about it slightly differently, but you'll you'll find that the exercises don't often change that much. All right, all right, you know? absolutely. They, they really they really don't. They really don't. Uh, <laughs> your methodology might, and your warm up methods might, and and your advancements might, but in terms of yeah, it really isn't that different. Whether it's average Joe or athlete, you know, we all kind of trying to do the same thing. So yeah, man, just. That's what I think. That's what that's what fuels me these days. It's just curiosity of the human body. Absolutely, man. Well, Misha, man, I'm not gonna take too any more of your time. Thank you. I mean, you gave way more, you know, than you were even asked for, and that's always a great thing, right? You always want to over deliver. Well, hopefully, it wasn't too much for your listeners because you know sometimes we we could talk a lot, but uh, it's all I saw good good information that blossomed. You know, I mean. I, Right. Like everything we talked about was relevant um, to our field man. of what's happening and understanding it. And um, again, pursue the PRI. I really, I really feel that it, it would help many professionals, um, regardless of if you're all in or, or just kind of utilize some of their strategies. I use the strategies greatly because that's what it's about. It's not a protocol. It's, it's about creating strategies of how we handle this human body. And then you'll be able to shut down anybody that questions you and says, well, they're not, they're just magic tricks. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, it's a great program. I highly recommend it. Absolutely, man. Where can people find you if they want to reach out to you? Maybe if they want to, you know, maybe hope if you can get, get in contact with you about yeah. some PRI or whatever. Like, where can people find you? Um. You know, Instagram is great. Um, even though the DMs is not always the best because people, uh, you know, the, the, the hidden DMs thing is sometimes weird. It's, sometimes it's hard to see that. Um, mm-hmm. um, or it's easy to miss. But, but a comment is always a sure way to find me, I feel. <laughs> so Instagram, <laughs> Big Mish, B-I-G-M-I-S-H, underscore, MVMNT, so not movement, but movement abbreviated MVMNT, Big Mish Movement. Um, I mean, I, 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 I value Instagram for its 
ability to keep me on my toes and learn new things. So that's the social media app I tend to be more on. Um, I, I might repost to Twitter from Instagram, but I'm not really on Twitter. Um, and, and, and Facebook, I keep strictly to personal things, and I try not to be on it because it sucks me in. So I've actually deleted Facebook <laughs> off of uh, my main phone. Uh, but Instagram is, is – is, I'm always learning something off Instagram, so that's always a great way to reach out to me, and I'm happy to pass on the learning uh, because I think that's the beauty of what Instagram offers. Um, so Big Mish Movement, just drop me a comment on one of my latest pictures, and I'll definitely catch you that way. Uh, or try a DM as well. We can geek it out. Um, and yeah, man, always happy to talk about it because, you know, PRI is complex and, and I encourage you or anybody to seek out other PRI uh, bloggers or whatever who are out there because uh, everybody's got stuff to learn from. Um, you can't just take the course and grasp it. <laughs> and yeah, uh, no, don't want to discourage you further, but yeah, it's, there's, there's a lot. There's a lot. So you need these quote-unquote tutors, and uh, I'm happy to provide that information, uh, moderate <laughs> information <laughs> if people need, if you need the help. Absolutely, man. And uh, yeah, for anybody listening, like he's a, he's a man, he's a man of his word. Like I messaged him on on Instagram. It's funny, I didn't hear back from you for like I want to say like a couple weeks. And so I'm thinking, ah, oh, man, like you know, I'm not gonna get in touch with him. But uh, he did get back to me, and um, once he had some time, he's really good about setting up a time. So anybody that has any questions, I want to reach out to him. Please, you know, by all means, take his take his advice and uh and get in touch with him. But um. Yeah, he, dude's he's amazing. You know, you know he's extremely knowledgeable. So reach out to him and just have a conversation. You'll get way more, way more than you anticipated. But it's always a good thing. You always want to get more. <laughs> oh, well, if you ask the questions, I'll give the answers, and uh, you talk about what I love the most. So <laughs> you get a lot of details. That's um, it's all good. It's just it's only it's only because of. Uh, like I said, if we got stuff to talk about, it, we can get de- we can get deep. <laughs> I might not talk as deep about some or some other things. So. <laughs> well, nah, I, it was a pleasure, I man. You. I really appreciated it. It was a highlight to my off day. <laughs> no, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. And um, thank you, Misha. I gotta get you on here next again too. Like once we get some more, uh, talk a little bit more. I definitely love to have you back on here. But till then, man, uh, it was great having you on here. Likewise, I, I mean, likewise for have, uh, great having me here, and uh, I, another to- another time, another topic, we'll 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 talk again. I'd love to. Absolutely, man. Until next time. Yeah, man. Take care. All the best, and I appreciate you for having me. Absolutely, man. I'll talk to you later. All right, then, man. Take care. All right. Bye. Yeah. Yeah.